the Mindset Athlete Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. I'm a two-time Paralympian and owner of James Robert Fitness, which is an online training, nutrition, and mindset coaching business. Why not check out some of my free content by going over to my website, fitamputee.co.uk forward slash free dash resources. This is the first show of The Mindset Athlete. You might ask, why James the Change from The Mindset Game podcast? Well, first and foremost, I think it was to kind of have a change around having something that's a little bit more streamlined um, and a little bit more, as I would say, congruent towards me and how I see the podcast going. Whereas I'm saying there was nothing wrong with uh, the Mindset Game podcast as such, but I think it did serve a purpose for the almost two years that it has been live but it was a little bit too general for my liking, and that's maybe why it didn't have the success that I foresaw it or envisioned it having when I started it out in April of 2017. So that's kind of why it's had a shift towards going towards what is now going to be the mindset athlete from once this get goes out live uh, and for for the foreseeable future obviously i want to thank every guest that has been on the show in the past um and i think off the top of my head it's about just over 140 episodes first and foremost thank every one of those guests that came on and gave enormous amount of value and well, change people's lives really because I'm thinking of the amount of downloads and this is not boasting. I think it was about 12,000 downloads. So it has had some success, but I think going forward, the shift is more streamlined. It's a bit like um, a shop sign. You know exactly what you're getting in terms of the mindset athlete. It's to do around improving uh, the f- at the forefront, the mental side of things, and obviously it's coming from my background, building upon the athletic career I had for just over a decade, but then also my uh, academia uh, with both my sports science degree and my postgraduate in sociology of sport and exercise. However, what will not change between this transition from going from the Mindset Game podcast to the Mindset Athlete is me bringing on inspirational athletes, a message or experts talking about human optimization to teach you how to change your perception of your mindset and become 1% better. This episode probably goes very poignantly with the uh, topic I've talked about more specifically on my Facebook over the last week or so. Uh, both in written content and in a video that some of you that are on my Facebook will have seen. And it was along the lines of decision fatigue uh, and what kind of problematic things that can arise. And and to be honest with you, 
uh, this is what actually for me was one of them. It was uh, the decision fatigue around when will I release the new, so to speak, podcast uh, because it's been in the back of my mind to get it out there and the changeover from the mindset game podcast to the mindset athlete podcast for now going on off the top of my head what we now uh, march this has been an ongoing process behind the scenes since before christmas so i i think it's been um overwhelming at times and i'll be honest with you it it has been that fatigue in terms of it's been very um stressful at times very uh, overwhelming and i've let it consume me at times that me be that's me being honest uh i know things have been outside of my uh, remit out of my control in terms of uh coming down to just picking the change in music the artwork that's gone behind it and i thank kim and rob saxby for that enormously so i wanted to give them the kudos for that but coming back to my point in terms of using it as decision fatigue and using it as a topic what i touched upon in terms of from a uh, content perspective i did uh, what would it have been on thursday it was meant to go out with uh, jillian um davis is her name another uh, trainer that i've got to know because of rich wellington's boot camp that sales boot camp i went on i know that's me going off a little bit on a tangent but it was just to give you a little bit of a background scope of how the um the initial idea of doing an episode on the topic had come about uh, i know jillian wanted to touch upon building on my background from coming from the the athletic perspective where a lot of the decisions are so to speak done for you the preparation is obviously allocated and scheduled by the strength and conditioning coaches the coaches by your specific sport so as an athlete you don't really have to make a lot of the decisions i'm saying that in a general general sense because obviously we still have to make decisions on the court uh, on the field etc in game experiences because the coaches are given the tools from a practice and training perspective to prepare us to be able to think for ourselves once we get into quote unquote game mode but she wanted to touch upon that and unfortunately for what facebook is and the beast that it can be from time to time that facebook live never happened so i had to put um a written content out instead so the kind of scope behind what is actual the definition of uh actual decision fatigue it comes down to this it's a decision making and psychological decision fatigue referring to the deteriorating quality of decisions made by an individual after a long session of decision making it is now understood as one of the causes of irrational trade-offs in decision making and obviously like i didn't allude to previously 
this has kind of been one of those beasts. It's been, well, when do I put it out? What decisions do I make? Do I get other people's opinion on the artwork, the music? Whereas, in real honesty, it is a form of procrastination. I'm putting things off because I can't make a decision. So I think to kind of come to where my point is, I talked about this in both a Facebook Live on Saturday, if you're, no, sorry, Sunday, if you watch this, listen to this today when it goes out, I, I did it this morning, uh, I did a Facebook Live on it, where I touched upon the subject a little bit more than I did in the written content, and I'm going to go a little bit more into depth with it in the auditory format, because I talked to Mar- Mario... Pareka on the 10 minute mindset this week, because I can't remember what day we actually spoke. Uh, we looked at it from a gratitude perspective, but you can kind of get the rationale between the two because I think from an athlete perspective, we look at gratifying our actual result at the end but don't actually glorify, you know, the small wins, the actual day-to-day going on, going to grind and actually putting in the physical hard work. We kind of think of that as, and I'm generalizing that, I would probably use myself as the example in, in that facet, where you don't actually take the process as is in as important as it actually is, you think of it as, well, it's going to get me from A to B, but let me give myself a pat on the back when I get to B. Whereas I think from a more positive perspective, I think the general populace that do this, or athletes in general, should look at look taking a step back, actually reflecting on the day-to-day hustle that they've actually done what have I achieved today and have I become better if I've become better let me pat myself on my back on my on my on my back as opposed to letting somebody else do it let me be not so quick to be judgmental and and look at the actual negatives of oh I don't think I played very well today take a step back Reflect on what you did well and give yourself a pat on the back and say, well, you've achieved this. Yes, by all means, there are things to improve because that's the only way to, the only way you get better is by refining and going again and, and actually improving. By all means, do that. But instead of coming down to, I don't know, you could look at it in the sense of, NBA Finals, uh, the Super Bowl, you know, like the, the, the pinnacle of any sport, the Olympics, the Paralympics. For me, when you've got there, it's too late. You, you, you've, you've kind of not enjoyed the process. You, you kind of played it small, as the saying goes. You've not kind of, and it's quite hard to put into words in terms of you've not appreciated the small stuff you're looking at the bigger picture but you're not fine-tuning 
in terms of looking at, well, let me congratulate myself for actually being able to improve today because you're going to feel a 10 times a lot better than saying, well, let me bust the gut to get better than somebody else. Well, that's just comparing yourself to to, to uh, somebody else for the sake of it. Well, look at it in the simple terms. Take a step back. Have I improved? Am I better than I was when I started today? If the answer is yes, you're going in the right direction. So that was in terms of where I was coming from. The other examples I'd like to, to utilize is where I didn't see this um, actual fatigue being a problem was when I was a child. And everybody is the same in terms of this, this, this ideology. Obviously, everything is met. It, the, the tasks are done for me or you learn them from your parents, your, your caregiver or whoever you look up to. Those decisions are made for you. You have to go to school. You have to go to training and practice. Those things are instilled within you. I think as you progress and make these habits and rituals and behaviors, you kind of take the onus on yourself and you get into that athlete mentality of, well, I want to do it for me. So that makes it a lot easier to achieve a result and a goal. And I'll kind of move on to where I see this as maybe a problem where this has become more difficult. I think as I've become an athlete, like I alluded to and touched upon a little bit previously, well, the schedule, the training is put in place by somebody else. So you have to, all you have to do really is turn up and execute that. I, I kind of simplify that by what I mean, but you are in a sense, a little bit robotic because you do look at it as, well, I could, I'll use myself again as an example. It's a macro cycle. Our schedules more specifically are built around the season. It, everything is driven towards uh, a European championship, uh, world championship or Paralympics. And I think it's going to depend on where you are within terms of the world as you perceive that obviously what what importance that come plays towards you and everything will work backwards whereas i don't really have to do much in terms of well eat sleep and rest and actually physically do the session i don't have to think about excuse me in terms of what the training session is going to constitute or how it's going to be built upon. Uh, the same with strength and conditioning. I just have to go and implement it and actually physically do it. And I think the final point in one is actually where I am today in the sense of me being my running my own business and my life. This has probably been the greatest struggle because now I have to take more onus on my decisions and that's probably where the decision fatigue actually comes into play because I have to make the decisions for virtually everything. I have to think of what, is it going to be, is it going to be ready on time? Is it perfect enough to, to go out there? Whereas I think like I put touched upon earlier in the episode, this notion of perfectionism and 
in a sense, procrastination is the result of decision fatigue because you are overplaying things in your head. Well, could I do it this way? Could I do it that way? Well, it's never going to get done because you, you're kind of overcomplicating something some of the time that doesn't really need to be. So coming to my final point and actually strategies that you can actually employ to overcome decision fatigue and actually boost your willpower for both you and I going forward because it's something I need to get better at is the first one is plan daily decisions the night before. There's always going to be occasions where decisions pop up each day that you can't plan for. The second is do most do the most important thing first. The third is stop making decisions where it's a little bit contrary to number two, but I think it's over complicating things in terms of you're going to put it off because you're looking to overcomplicate it and just not get it out there because you perceive it to be not quite perfect for you. So I think from that notion, that's how I would read into number three. Number four, if you had to make good decisions later in the day, then eat something first. And what I mean by that is you are not going to make rational decisions in terms of your eating. You're going to make obviously good decisions in terms of that. You're going to be logically inclined to do it because you are having, you've not got other things on your mind. And the last one, and if you read between the lines on terms of what I've been speaking about in this episode is a last one. This is probably the most difficult one is actually simplicity. It's simplify it, make it easy as possible that there is no overall guiding thing that's going to deviate from actually getting it finished. And finally, if you like this episode, please do share it with your friends and do let me know what you thought of this episode by tagging me over on Instagram at jamesoroberts11 on Twitter and on Facebook. And again, do check out my free content at fitamputee.co.uk forward slash free dash resources. Make sure to check that out. The link will be in the description. You can find all the show notes at mindsetgame.lipson.com under the category psychology. And finally, I'd like to thank all the guests that have appeared on the Mindset Game podcast in its almost two years of existence. And I look forward to bringing you even greater content on the new show, The Mindset Athlete. So once again, thanks for listening. And I'll catch you next week for another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast.